Happy Tuesday. Welcome into NSN Daily, brought to you by the Dolan Auto Group. Alex Margulies and Brian Samudio here with you. Chris Murray on uh, daddy duty. He's got two uh, kids. He's on, he is on, on vomiting duty. Yeah. Uh, we're... There were some bad gifts going around in the text stream oh. yesterday. Yeah. yeah I, can't really, I can't really unsee those. You know, I have to <laughs> say, if you're sick, don't send someone a gif of someone puking. Yeah. It's not good. I don't need that. Which actually, then I learned, though, Kenzie had said you can delete stuff from a timeline, which was great. Did you know that? So I had, no. we had the text stream and I actually deleted the puking because we, I, like, we were trying to text more to get the puking off the timeline, right, right, right. but then there was more gifts. So then I figured out, because Kenzie told us you could just delete them. It was perfect. I so. learned stuff every single day. <laughs> On the show today, uh, we're gonna have uh, a kind of a tribute to, not kind of, a tribute to Andrew Siderius, a former Nevada offensive lineman who uh, fought a, a very, very fast battle with cancer. Uh, his, his widow, uh, Janelle, is going to be joining us here on the show. Um, absolutely, I've had a chance to talk with her at length before this to kind of prepare for something. She is amazing, incredibly strong woman and um, two, two beautiful children. So we're going to talk about that now. If folks want to help out, there's a GoFundMe account out there. Amanda Levins is going to join us via Skype from the University of Nevada. The ladies have won back-to-back -back games. but uh, And the Reno Bachelor has been named. Yeah. And he's in the building. And there's a connection. The connection. There is a connection. We're not going to go any further than yeah. that. There is a connection. A good connection. And Caleb Martin is now back up in the NBA. So, love it. Good stuff. Good day. Going to be a good day. Um, but uh, it is Rebel Week. Nevada at UNLV on Wednesday. When I say Nevada at UNLV, what comes to mind? And the juices just get flowing, yeah. man. I mean, it's just, it, it's always, always an exciting time to see these two teams play. Mm -hmm. I don't care if. Nevada's ranked and UNLV's terrible. I don't care if UNLV is one of the top teams in the country. Nevada's not good. It doesn't matter because no. this is just such a fun rivalry. Uh, it was a great basketball game here in Reno uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, Nevada played a very, very good game. And I, I, this is a very capable UNLV team. This is going to be a tough place for Nevada to go win on the road. Nevada has had almost no success on the road this year. Yes. Talking about only one win away from home this year. So they're still trying to prove they can win road games. And they're going to need to win road games like this if they want to get themselves a top five finish and a first round bye in the Mountain West Tournament. So uh, I, I think that the juice factor on this is high. I think this mm -hmm. is a big game. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it on Wednesday. Stoke factor 12. If I'm Coop, that's my Stoke factor the on, this, on this game. The Stoke, Stoke meter is out at, at a 12. Rebels have lost four out of five, but they did just pick up a win against Fresno State by one at the Thomas and Max 68. 67. Alex had a chance to chat with head coach Steve Alford this week on Wolfpack All Access, talking about the showdown with the Rebels. Pretty critical game coming up here against UNLV. What did you learn about the Rebels in the first matchup? What stood out about their game? Well, they're very athletic. It's a very athletic team, a very good driving team, physical defending team. And like everybody, I've said this, you know, I think we're Colorado State's probably in second right now, and one of the reasons why they've won three road games. And that's the, that's where you differentiate yourself. But UNLV's, I think, one two. So we're very very similar in a you know we've been able to take care of home yet. Uh, we got we still got Fresno and San Diego State yet at home, but we've done a good job starting at home. We just haven't been able to get that other road win. But I think you got two teams that are very very similar. A lot of young guys. They're very athletic, more dri more drive driven than what we are. Where we're a spot three point shooting team. So. You got a little bit of contrast there, but um, you know it's going to be, I think, a really good game come Wednesday night. What do you think it is? What do you think the recipe needs to be in order to get some success here on the road? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, obviously we got to keep keep teams off the the free throw line, which is not easy on the road. That's something that just happens. 
home teams usually get more foul shots, but we got to continue to grow defensively. Maybe it's, and really two of the games have come down to one possession. So if we get a stop at Colorado State, we win that one. Uh, if we get a score uh, and a stop to end the game at San Jose, we win that one. So we're not talking about like reinventing the wheel here. It's just about when you travel, those habits come out. And so we, every time we've been at home, we're trying to develop better and better habits. So hopefully we go out on the road now for the next two weeks, play two games in the next two weeks. We get some rest. We got a bye week coming after UNLV uh, before we go to the pit at New Mexico. So in that time, we got to get good rest, good practice, and hopefully our habits are better as we go on the road and we can make one, one more play better than what our opponent, because I don't think we're that far off. But again, winning on the road is not easy. All right, Alex, what does Nevada have to do first and foremost to, to beat UNLV at the Thompson? Uh, they have to do a better job with free throws. And that's been a huge issue for them overall, especially on the road, is losing that free throw battle. I think getting to the, getting to the line, getting something going with your inside game. Uh, and doing a good job on the glass. They did such an awesome job against San Jose State, plus 15 on the glass. One of their best offensive rebounding games of the year. If they can do those two things, I think they give themselves a great chance to win on the road because we already know this is a team that can be a very good three-point shooting team, and they're a great team at defending the three. So I think those are givens on a night-to-night -night basis. Some nights that doesn't show up, but more often than not, it does. Mm -hmm. So I think we can count on that. So for me, I think you take care of those two other areas you pick up a, a win on the road in the Mountain West. Certainly a tough place to play, uh, not getting the crowds that we have seen in the heyday. But uh, let's send it down to the Thomas and Mack and Nevada Sportsnet's Shannon Kelly, who is courtside right now. Shannon, uh, back in your hometown, what's it been like so far? Yeah, guys, so far it's been pretty good. It was a pretty windy ride, though, in last night. It was super windy here, actually, when we were landing. We started heading towards the California state line, and I was like, where are we actually going? And then made a loop around. So it was pretty windy here. It almost felt like you were flying in Reno because we all know how bad that normally is. But other than that, so far it's been uh, pretty good. Nothing, nothing too much yet. Bringing back some bad memories for me, a few weeks ago, Julian and I were flying back into Reno, yeah. and I think he almost held my hand at one point. He was so nervous about the oh, turbulence. Oh, he was holding your hand. And it, was, it, was, it was a scary ride in. Uh, <laughs> it's, I've been there. I've been it, there. I'm, it, not, I'm not knocking. There's some, there. I think pilots will tell you Reno is one of the scariest places is, to fly yeah, into. Yeah, it certainly is. Shannon, uh, what's the kind of the pulse down there in Las Vegas about this matchup? We kind of know what it's like being here, but what are you hearing you know, from Las Vegas and from their coaches about just getting a chance for them to even the score against Nevada and for them having lost four or five. This is also a very big game for them. Yeah, this is a really big game. I mean, the Mountain West standings are so close right now, but last night I was actually watching some of the Reb Zone coaches show with Coach Otzelberger, and they said, you know, really last time that Jalen Harris was a big problem for them. They have to be able to contain Jalen, Jazz, and Lindsey, three of those big players, and he said their, their backcourt is as best as anyone in the Mountain West, really, but Harris, he's been on such a tear right now that, hey, can the Rebels stop him? I mean, they're coming off a big win here at home against Fresno State, but then once they came up to Nevada a couple weeks ago, they've kind of been on the downside and they were hot earlier. So this is a big game for them too and whether or not that they can get this win. And we know that Nevada has had some problems playing on the road. That's no secret. They only have one away win right now, but can they get this win? This is a big victory for them if they could get this tomorrow night. So, Shannon, um, when this show is taped midday on Tuesday, has Nevada arrived yet? Do we know what their itinerary was? What was the pack and be doing today? 
Yeah, so Nevada practice actually up in Reno before they came down here to Vegas, and now they'll have the night to kind of watch some film, get ready, and rest up before a shoot around, a game day shoot around on Wednesday. Now, typically, sometimes, you know, teams practice once they get here, but Nevada practicing bright and early in the morning before they make the trip down here to Vegas. And very, very typically, you want to get uh, kind of your eyes adjusted mm -hmm. to the sight lines yep. of the Thomas and Mack or an opposing arena, so not surprising we'll have the shoot around uh, on Wednesday. Shannon Kelly down in Las Vegas. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much, and we'll uh, see reports from you as uh, we wind up toward the game against UNLV. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, another thing is that uh, Jalen Harris has picked up yet another award. Um, <laughs> the Oscar Robertson, though, I mean, this is the National Player of the Week award, and wow. why not? Read off the stats. 70 points, yeah. Brian. 60% from the field almost. I mean, you're talking about a guy that has now had four consecutive 30-point games. Those don't grow on trees. I mean, it's never happened ever in the history of the University of Nevada. What he has done uh, is nothing short of remarkable. Later in the show, we'll hear from Coach Alford and Coach Neal on the Wolfpack Radio Coaches Show. We'll, we'll have a piece from that talking about Jalen Harris and, and just what he's been doing that's so well and comparing him to some other Mountain West Conference greats. But, I mean, it, it just continues to amaze me, the consistency now of which he has been able to score and his driving ability, his, his ability to finish – and the way that he's able to impact the game in so many different areas uh, is why he is so deserving of this award. Mountain West Player of the Week and now the Oscar Robertson uh, absolutely deserved for Jalen Harris. So the pack in UNLV Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Thomas and Mack Center televised on ESPN3, which is a travesty. Do not get me started on why this is not on national television. But uh, radio Who made that decision. Some schmo. Uh, radio on ESPN wow. 94.5 FM with John Ramey on the call. Coming up next here on NSN Daily, a tribute to the late offensive lineman at the University of Nevada. We will be remembering with his widow, Andrew Siderius. Welcome back into NSN Daily. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough on this show sometimes. We have to uh, address uh, the loss of some people and one uh, one who I, I enjoyed covering his career at Nevada was Andrew Siderius, former offensive lineman, just just a big, lovable bear. I mean, mm -hmm. you get him between the lines, and I think change, things change a little bit. <laughs> right. uh, Janelle Siderius, Andrew's wife, um, I know this has been so difficult with, with everything, but so many people have reached out, and mm -hmm. I, I wanted to reach out to you because people reach out to me. Right. And I, I applaud you for being strong enough to come out here and talk about this. Um, but... Uh, the whole process is, is tough, but the celebration of life was over the weekend. Was, Tell me yeah. about, about that event. So his two wishes when he, before he passed away, we had these tough conversations. And one, he wanted it to be overlooking the UNR football field. Mm -hmm. And two, he really wanted the cannon to fire off um, in memory of him. Yeah. So working closely with UNR, they have a great team there that really helped me and our, my team as well kind of put together this memorial for him that I think he would have been proud of. Um, it was amazing to walk into that where the service was held because it had like huge pictures of him all over the room and of our family. And it just really showed him. Yeah. Like it was all the lights and the sound and the music, like everything was just perfect. And to see that many people come out to honor and to show their love and support for him was truly amazing. This was at the Basin Street Club there at Mackey Stadium? This was at the Silver and Blue Room. Silver and Blue like Room, the okay. Starting five I know exactly room first. Okay. Right. And okay. then we moved up to the club level room mm -hmm. following the service and the cannon was 
fired off. We had a good countdown from 41 since he was 41 years old. And yeah. so on zero, the cannon shot off and it was pretty amazing. They had a, an incredible service up there for uh, Mike Bradison, former coach at Nevada. Yeah, and you see this type of family. Did you realize how many lives he impacted? Uh, you know, he was uh, great at mowing the lawn too. I mean, a great <laughs> picture from the Facebook page. Uh, but uh, did, did you realize before this unfortunate thing happened that, that he had impacted and touched so many lives? I honestly didn't. You know, mm. everywhere we go, I, you know, it'd always be like him running into people he knew, whether we were in Hawaii or at Disneyland or, you know, wherever we were. He was, he was just even around town. Like, mm -hmm. he would always run into people and be like, hey, how's it going? And, yeah. and so I didn't realize it until more towards the end just how many people really cared. And I was really blown away by the amount of people that were in that room at his service. And it was crazy. I worked at Western Nevada Supply. I mean, the Revelio family support so much at the University of Nevada, especially with right. football. Um, what do you think was the best part about his job? What did you like about his job? Oh, he just loved his job. He loved being around the people that he got to see every day. He loved all of his customers. He, he just loved working there mm -hmm. and being a part of that blue team yeah um, so I think everything right like he hardly ever came home and was upset or frustrated or said you know I want to find a new job it was never like that it was yeah. if it was a hard day it would be like okay well tomorrow's a new day so let's you know try it again now uh, when it comes to football he never really gave it up I mean we've got video <laughs> of him refereeing high school football here in northern Nevada and I'm, I'm watching the, some of the clips and they actually when he did throw the one flag he was right on it it was a <laughs> it was a hold but right. uh, yeah the big fellow right. who's facing away from us he's the largest guy on the field still you know right. but uh, stayed active in high school football how much did he love doing that on Friday nights he absolutely loved you know playing football and here's the hold right boom and it yeah boom, Andrew right? swings that flag <laughs> He, once he got hurt when he was playing at UNR, he wanted a way to stay in the game. Mm -hmm. So he started refing about the same year him and I started dating. Yeah. And once he started it, it just was something that he loved to do. And even like when the kids came and schedules got busy, he would be like, okay, I can try to like cut back a little bit, but I knew that wasn't what he wanted. Mm -hmm. you know. And so pushing him to do that and pushing him to go towards more college refing his goal was to be a Pac-12 referee, and um, we kind of were able to make that wish come true this fall when we got him to kind of be a part of the Pac-12 referee group with the Stanford versus Cal game. Mm -hmm. um, so he got to kind of have that dream a little bit come true, but he really just wanted to keep working hard and keep climbing up the ranks for football. What do you want people to take away from from his legacy uh, when when people remember him or talk to you about him, what do you want them to take away? I think, you know, the most, the thing that sticks out the most was his love. Like he was just a really great person, a kind heart. He was generous and he always wanted to help people. Mm. He was always concerned with um, making sure everybody else was taken care of and, you know, putting himself last. So. You know, he gave me a letter, a letter, he wrote a letter to me um, that I got to read the day I picked up his ashes last week. And in that letter, it really just talked about being generous, be a good person. So many people have been generous to us over the last three months to where, you know, to continue that and mm -hmm. keep that going. I know there are people you want to thank. Right. Platform is yours. Right. 
Oh my gosh. Um, so, you know, it, there's so many people that I want to thank, so many people that have been a huge part of this journey. And, you know, no matter how big or how small or how much money or, you know, that money doesn't really matter, but um, it's more of just, you know, the comments that people that have kept me going and me being able to stay this strong. So comments, you know, whatever you have done, you know, thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I, it seems so simple as a thank you, but I don't know what right. else to say besides right. thank you. So, Janelle, I, I commend you. You are an amazing. You're strong. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and all the best to you and Abby and Jacob and, and your mom's here offset and she, yes. she's being shy. She didn't want to come out here, <laughs> but uh, uh, we wish you guys the best. And uh, if you want to be part and, and help out what's going on right now uh, with the loss of Andrew Sidaris, there's a, a GoFundMe account that some folks have put up. Just search Andrew Sidaris and it is uh, that I, I clipped that out uh, literally yesterday, and it says 102,000. Uh, right now, it's at over 105 uh, in literally the last 24 hours. So, um, if, if you feel like it, you know, just want to help a family out. Um, that's true blue, north of Nevada. Um, Janelle, a friendly girl herself. So, uh, yeah. Um, either way, we appreciate it, and uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be right back with more here on NSN Daily. Welcome back into NSN Daily, brought to you by the Dolan Auto Group. A nice uh, little week for the Wolfpack women's basketball team. Back-to-back -back road wins over Air Force and San Jose State. Yeah, back-to-back -back wins for the first time in Mountain West play this season. And to do it on the road, that's a really uh, good deal for this team. I mean, th this team has been so close in so many games down the stretch uh, and just has not been able to, to kind of pull it out in the end. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing a team that's getting some growth. You know, it's a very young team, as I've said a bunch of times. And to be able to close out two wins on the road like that, that's a, a lot of, of uh, confidence, I think, for this team as they head now uh, into a huge rivalry game with, with UNLV. What we've seen is this team improve and continue to improve and honestly uh, step up to the coach's challenge. And that coach is joining us right now via Skype from the University of Nevada, Amanda Levins, Nevada head women's basketball coach. Uh, coach Marguerite Effa talked to us about how you have challenged this team a little bit. Uh, not looking for behind closed door secrets, but what kind of a challenge are you trying to give them? Well, I think we have um, a certain amount of potential, I guess, and not that I'm a huge fan of that word, but we've been very in games, but haven't been able to step up and win those games. And so I've just really encouraged them to continue to do the things that are putting us in a position to, you know, be close and have a chance to win, but also challenging them to find a couple of plays here or there that we either don't make an error or, you know, we come up with a rebound or we don't foul somebody, find a few plays here or there um, to make the difference in these close games. And I think our team has really started to understand that. Um, we've played with a lot um, better composure in the second half. We've been down in the second half. You know, the last two games we won, I think we were down both games at halftime. We were down in the, by double digits at Air Force. We were down in the third quarter at San Jose State, and our team never – really lost a, a beat with it. We just stayed with the game plan and kept working and we had good energy and we stuck together and just found a way to win those games. Coach, you guys have won three of your last four. Uh, Amani Lacey was on uh, the, the shelf for a few games there with a concussion. Now she's back healthy, has scored in double figures uh, in three straight. How important has it been for your team to get her back healthy, not only on the offensive end, but uh, from her defensive presence as well in the post? Yeah, we really missed her when she was out. And, you know, Mar, having Mar is really our only true post player um, in Imani's absence was really hard. It was hard in terms of rotations. When, when Mar was not in the game, we were really um, – and Imani was playing at such a high level before she was injured. Um, to me, she was putting up all-conference type, 
you know, performances. And she was somebody that we could really go to offensively. She's someone that can defend and rebound. And we really missed all of that, you know, when she was gone. And since she's come back, it took her a little while, I thought, to kind of get back into rhythm um, and just kind of get that bounce in her step. And, you know, the last three games, she's just been tremendous for us. And, you know, her confidence is back. And you see, you know, just her growth as she's continued to improve every game. And she's also one of our best leaders. You know, she's vocal um, when she needs to be. She understands what we want as a coaching staff and she's not afraid to say hard things to her teammates if things you know aren't at the level that we're expecting them to be. Coach Amanda Levins joining us from uh, Legacy Hall at the University of Nevada. Uh, you talk about Mar, Marguerite Epa, who we've had on this show and was an absolute delight just to talk to and to meet. You could see just her history and her personality but has she really become the person that you were hoping when you got her as a grad transfer from USC because she's come in scoring the double figures you get that power in the post and some leadership in the locker room. Absolutely. And I think the thing with her is she's mature. She's an older player. And so you're able to coach her and she takes coaching and, you know, doesn't let her, it doesn't let anything really affect her. She shows up and she's the same person every single day. She's just that maturity with such a young team has been really, you know, so beneficial for us. And obviously it took her a little while, I think, to get going after redshirting last year and not playing a ton of minutes, you know, the two seasons before. But once she's gotten her game rhythm and kind of game conditioning, she's just gotten better and better. And there's been stretches of games where, you know, she plays really well one game and the next game she plays even better. You know, against San Jose State at home, she had 31 points. You know, I mean, that's a lot of points. Um, you know, Jalen Harris is making it look easy for the men's team. But, you know, for us, we're a pretty balanced team. And so to have a player that's capable of um, having a night like that um, is huge. And also just her rebounding ability, her, her length and athleticism. Um, she's just somebody we've been able to count on, you know, to give us close to almost a double-double night in and night out. Amanda, you mentioned Dalen Harris. Do you ever use examples like that when you're talking to your team? When you, you see someone like what he's been able to do on the men's side and maybe some examples as just the way that he goes about his business or the way that he's attacking, uh, do you ever utilize the, those kind of comparisons? Absolutely. Not just, you know, with programs at, at Nevada, but, you know, across the board. Um, we use Jazz Johnson as a prime example of, like, why is he a great shooter? Well, every time you walk through any of our facilities, he's in there shooting. Like, that's why he is a great shooter. And I talked to our team about that. Like, that doesn't just happen by chance. So, yeah, we utilize a lot of different, I think, teaching tools. Um, we sent them. We sent him things about Damian Lillard and his work ethic um, because we're so young and I think our sophomore class has, has a chance to really become a special class here at Nevada and accomplish things if they keep working. But I want them to understand what that looks like, you know, because they don't have upperclassmen leading the way with that. You know, Mar, our oldest player, she's a new player. So we're trying to really develop the sophomore class as, as leaders for our program. You know, they're the only group of returners that we have. And honestly, in the San Jose State game, I really challenged those four, Amaya, Amani, um, Deja, in essence. Like, you guys have to lead our team in the second half. You are the only ones that have played here that understand completely, like, what we want. And I thought they did a good job of kind of holding our team together and helping us find a way to win that game. Coach, Essence Booker went through a little bit of a, a scuffle for, for a couple of games and I was having a hard time scoring, but she's now rallied off seven straight games with 10 points or more, starting with that win over San Diego State a couple of weeks ago. I know talking about challenging your team, I know Essence was somebody that you were kind of directly challenging. How do you feel like she's responded uh, to maybe going through a little bit of a low though in the, in the middle of the season? I mean, I, fantastically, I, you know, and she's a really young player too. Um, it has a lot that she's having to do for our team. Um, and just talking with her when she was kind of in that little bit of a, 
slump, I guess you'd call it. Um, I think she was really focusing on the wrong things. She was just like, you know, I'm not having as much fun. And it's like, well, you're not having fun because you're not playing as well as you had been playing. And so I think she really refocused herself and started putting her energy into things that she could directly impact all the time versus like things that were out of her control. And all of a sudden it gets a little bit easier again. And, you know, that's our job is as coaches is to just help them. And I think she really listened to what we were trying to get her to do. And she has done a great job since. And for me, what's exciting about that is when Essence becomes a junior or senior, we're going to have other young players that are in those positions. And now you have a teammate that's able to really help you work through that. Coach Amanda Levin is joining us from uh, the uh, Legacy Hall location. Uh, Coach, it's a big one on Wednesday nights. Uh, the Rebels are in town. Uh, they got you by two, obviously, at the Cox Pavilion down in Vegas uh, earlier this month. Um, your team was storming back in the second half and just couldn't come up with a, with the with the bucket at the right time. But to, when it comes to this rivalry, what do you tell your players? Are you a coach that says this is a rivalry game, or do you can I say, hey, no, we're going to go about our business and worry about ourselves and just go through our same routine? Well, we definitely talk about it being a rivalry game. Um, I think records go out the window in those situations and. Um, you just, when you play that game, it's different than any game that you play. I think you're going to get UNLV's best effort. They want bragging rights in the state, just as we do. Um, and we've had some really great battles with them since I've been here um, as the head coach. Um, really close games, overtime games, um, a game maybe that cost them, you know, a, a trip to the NCAA tournament. Uh, so, you know, we've had some, some definitely some great battles. And I have no doubt this will be another one of those up here on Wednesday night. And, I'm just looking forward to the the excitement it generates in our community. I think people really can get behind that. And, you know, our community has done such a great job of supporting us all season. And I have no doubt they'll come out and, you know, have fun with this one on Wednesday night. And it's a blackout. Blackout. Blackout on a Wednesday night. Yeah. So um, we, we have Silver State uniforms that were designed just for this game, you know. For us, we are the University of Nevada. You know, we have a lot of pride and we're a mining state. And so the Silver State was kind of a play on that. And we have some customized shooting shirts for this game and they'll be available to purchase, but they're kind of a, a cool design just reflecting, you know, defending the northern part of the state. And so we're looking forward to it. UNLV always wears, you know, their red and um, they're proud of their red and we're you know, going to be proud of the blackout on Wednesday night. All right, Amanda Levins, appreciate you joining us. And best of luck, hoping to make it three in a row with a victory over the Rebels on Wednesday night. 6.30 tip-off at Lala Event Center. We'll see you then. Thank you. All right, it's always a big rival. I mean, come on. I don't care if Nevada is playing UNLV in tiddlywinks or ping pong. <laughs> it's a big game. Well, it should be a great game if, if the, the game down south was any indication. I mean, a two-point game, and now a chance for Nevada to win three in a row, four or five, and really get some good steam uh, going towards the end of this season, heading down into the Mountain West Tournament. So uh, I, I think it's a big game, and, uh, you know, you love to see – the support in these kind of games. Mm -hmm. Nevada, UNLV, the silver uniforms. Again, they're, it's, it's, they're encouraging a blackout amongst the fans. You know, it's, it's the silver versus the red. Uh, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Should be fun. It'll be uh, Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. at Lawler Event Center. 348 pack for tickets or go online to NevadaWolfPack.com. We'll have much more coming up here on NSN Daily right after this. Welcome back to NSN Daily here on your Tuesday, brought to you by the Dolan Auto Group. You know, the Wolfpack Radio Coaches Show, it's been a great partnership between uh, Nevada Sportsnet and ESPN Radio, uh, folks over at Lotus. Man, uh, <laughs> the personality you're able to see out of Coach Alford just continues to blossom. I mean, not the guy that 
you talk to him with a mic and you know you get to X's and O's. Now it's there's some there's some roasting, there's some boasting, all kinds of stuff. I love it, man. I mean, I, I said to you this morning, and not that I didn't like the show before, but I was like, man, I just love that we have this show on Nevada Sportsnet because yeah. it just gives this this show an audience that maybe didn't get to hear it on the radio. And there's mm -hmm. more uh, ways to hear it throughout the week, and, and our viewers get to see it and, and get to see them laughing and and you know get the visual side of it versus it just being something you hear. Yeah. Um, and you really truly do get to see more personality from Coach Alford. You know, we get to do Wolfpack All Access, and I get to stand and talk to with him. And it's after a game. Yeah. You know, he's in game mode. He's in basketball mode. You know, John has the opportunity with this show to get so much more personality, some lifestyle. Uh, and I love that there's questions from the fans. You yeah. get questions from people that are in audience at Bullies. If you go down there every week, there's questions from Twitter. So it just creates such an interactive deal. And uh, when you get Coach Alfred and you get Coach Neal <laughs> sitting together in the same place, uh, the recipe is great because those two have been best friends since they were kids. Mm -hmm. They've coached together uh, for a long time, and, and they're just so thrilled to be here in Reno, uh, reunited with the Wolfpack. All right, let's just let the sound and now the video speak for itself. Check it out. You have some experience in this league with a guy named Jimmer Fredette, and, and that's whose record of uh, consecutive 30-point games would be next for Jalen Harris. Can you, either of you, give us a little perspective on, on what Jalen's doing in the context of the history of the Mountain West? Well, it's been very special, obviously, the four-game run he's on, what, 136 or close points during that stretch. And and look what he's shooting. He's over 90 at the free throw line. He's right at 50 from three-point line. So he's he's taking good shots and he's making shots. And he's making some big shots. Obviously, he made a big shot at Colorado State that almost won a game for us. And just doing a lot of good things for us. And um, it's fun watching him be on a roll like this. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what Jimmer was able to do. Uh, well, he wasn't able to guard like Jalen does. Right. So and, yeah, I remember little, that. That was a little bit different. So I think Jalen's run right now is a little bit um, unique in the sense that we've asked him to do a lot of things and coaches ask him to do a lot of things defensively, and it's usually get the best guy on the other team. So that's a little bit different when uh, you're dropping 30 every night and you have to guard the best player on the other team. Looking at these last two big wins for you guys, you've had 36 and 38 points in the paint in those last two games. What have you liked about the way you've seen your team continue to get better at that aspect? Well, Noodle's starting to throw the ball inside. <laughs> so our bigs are getting some touches at the rim. Okay, let's, so. let's, let's talk about that real quick. That's, that's a, that's, those I are, think our guards are driving the basketball a lot better. But that's in-game role, right? You're more on the defensive side in game, and, and Coach Neal's more uh, in charge of the offense during a game. Right. I, I gave him a defense against San Jose the last four minutes. I just wanted him to work on it a little bit. So last four minutes, I gave it to him. I was tired. Let's, yeah, it's a long game. Long season. Let's don't get it twisted. He's got the final say. So, I like, if I draw something up and he doesn't like it, he'll go, no, 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 no. So, well, I mean. You know, early in the season, he's drawing something up for JC to get a bucket. And I'm looking at him going, are you going to be crazy right now? Well, let's develop that, you know. But we have fun with it. And I think we've said it before without him being here. Um, having somebody like this at my right, right hand that I can trust and give him something as big as the offense is huge because I get a focus now. A lot of my attention and focus is on defense, but you'll see us throughout the game. He sees something that they're doing offensively that he'll say, hey, maybe we should switch that or we should make this adjustment. And I'll do the same way offensively to where – you know, he, he laughs at me all the time, but all of a sudden we do too much ball screening and I'm stopping my foot going, 
I'm tired of it. Get something <laughs> off the ball, you know, and we do something off the ball. But so we do that. We play off each other, I think, extremely well because there's a trust factor and we want the team to look good and play well. And I think we play off each other very, very well. We've had a lot of experience, obviously a lot of basketball experience as a player and in coaching. And we've done a lot of it together. This is our 10th year now together on the sideline. So there's a lot of trust there that uh, is really good. And I think it's good for our young coaches. we got some young coaches on our staff, and it's good to see how they get to see us in gameplay atmosphere, not just behind the scenes with all the scouting and everything else. I also have to shout out Coach Neal. Uh, San Jose State maybe in the first half ran a little bit of a matchup zone, and I was trying to ID it. And uh, you, your, your loud zone call out got me uh, – Got me locked in early on, so good communication yeah, there. Helping the radio crew. It's pretty, it's pretty easy to, to see things, but we just tried to help the guys out. But it's I good. Think You're sitting close to us. I didn't know that. You want us to help you that way? You want us to <laughs> I mean, you know, the matchup I mean, zone's a little different. Game, you you down to, I mean, we can walk down and say, hey, we're running one down. I'm not going mean, to have a problem with it. If that helps you tell the audience. Yeah, yeah. Coach Neal's running one down. I mean, <laughs> we'll just walk down and tell the opponents why we're the call. <laughs> oh my goodness! All season long, I mean, you see uh, the personalities of these two, uh, these two coaches, head coach and a head coach. I mean, yeah, that's and that's absolutely. You see so many successful programs around the country. Uh, Nevada with under Eric Musselman had multiple mm -hmm. guys that were his right hand, his kind of calming mechanism maybe for for Moss um, that were former head coaches. And but you look at this and to hear, I was unaware that okay. Coach Noodles is is coaching, is taking care of the offense, and Alford was handling handling the defense. And you understand, oh, to be able to take that off your plate is a big, big deal. I like coaches like, well, uh, except for the last four minutes of San Jose State, State. Yeah. that was actually a Coach Noodles uh, running the uh, running the I defense. I was tired, so I just let him. Go. <laughs> well, you can tell uh, the relationship between the two of them, and that is interesting because. I'm not sure there are many programs that are run that way where it's like, okay, head coach is running defense, assistant coach is running offense. But again, these guys have been together their entire lives. Yeah. Uh, they can finish each other's sentences. They know what the other person's thinking. Uh, and I think they can be critical with each other to say, nah, that sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're, and they're not going to take it and, personally. Yeah, nobody takes it personally. So I, I think Nevada is extremely fortunate, you know, not only to have landed Steve Alford as their head coach, but to have Craig Neal with him. Yeah. And, and some people might look at that. He, he's got a big assistant coach salary because he's basically, again, like you said, a second head coach. And he brings such a wealth of knowledge in, uh, about X's and O's and, and knowing how to recruit and knowing how to develop players and knowing Coach Alford. Uh, so it's it's really cool to see. So that was just kind of the tip of it. There's, mm -hmm. there's so many great clips. We're going to show a few to you uh, throughout the week. You can catch the entire show if you want to watch it now. Go to our website, nevadasportsnet.com. You can also check your guide for those of you watching on TV. Check it out. There are re-airings if you want to see the entire show. Uh, and you can also listen to it as a podcast with uh, John Ramey. So a lot of, a lot of ways to, to do it. But I want to encourage people, get out there. Go out to yeah, Bullies. Go see it in person. It's going to be uh, next Wednesday because Nevada plays on a Tuesday at New Mexico. Right. So next Wednesday, uh, you can catch it in person. Bullies, Rob Drive. 6 o'clock. Come out, check it out, submit your questions. Uh, it's always a lot of fun. You get to see a lot of, lot of personality. And then it's, of course, as Alex said, rerun right here. Going to be a big weekend at the Grand Sierra. The Bachelor phenomenon is coming to Reno. They've selected their Reno Bachelor, and he's here. We're going to have him in studio. Coming up next. You know, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun this weekend at the GSR, uh, The Bachelor. It's on a different network, but a very popular uh, television show trying to match people that are trying to find love. And they're doing a performance live 
at the GSR. They the are. Reno Bachelor. I know you were dialed this for, for a while. I know you're a big Bachelor fan. Well, and we don't talk about it on the show. Northwest but Reno. I drive by the billboard every day. But you're a big, you're a fan of the show. We watch the show. Yeah, we, you like we, the show. I, I, hate, I hate this one right now. We, we're not watching it. We boycotted <laughs> it. It's like I, we give it like one episode. And it's just and like, And if there's meh. too many schmoes in it, yeah. you're like, meh. Speaking of but, schmoes. We have the Reno Bachelor. This year's Bachelor Live on stage in Reno. Get Ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness, it's Julian Delgadio. Hey everybody. Howdy, howdy. Thank I you, think, thank you. Wow. What an honor to be sitting next to Reno's oh, Bachelor. Geez. Oh jeez. You you know this? this is actually all his fault. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, so I get an email uh, last Wednesday, I want to say, at like close to 1 a.m. basically, right? <laughs> so I didn't think it was real at first, and it was like, hello, you know, we're Bachelor live on stage, and it had Alex's email attached. And at first, I'm like, "This can't be real." This has there's to be a no, hoax. There's this has no to be a hoax. Uh, but lo and behold, it was not a hoax, and I was selected to be the Reno Bachelor. A very high honor that uh, I, you know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around. But uh, here we go, guys. Saturday. I do want to put to rest. There's some people out there that are have commented on this, saying this is rigged, and that you've known for months. That is completely false. Completely not false. Not rigged. I actually submitted his application without Julian even knowing. Me and my wife were sitting there one night. She was watching The Bachelor, and I heard in the background, Bachelor on stage in Reno. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. We have to submit Julian. <laughs> and we put together a very well-crafted paragraph. Ah. Uh, some that he probably would not be happy with uh, the, the way that I described him. Some that he would. Uh, not surprised out, by picked out though. when uh, it wasn't hard to find some pictures of Julian because oh. as we all know Julian does <laughs> like to take a lot of pictures of, of himself so we found some good pictures and now here he is ready to find love this Saturday at the GSR uh, how are you preparing uh, for this big moment you know it's it's been uh, wow where do I even begin with that setup at the very least like I, I've been trying to eat <laughs> healthier I was talking to Cami Craig actually about like a good eating regimen and I I need to follow it a little bit better than what she was giving me uh, especially with the times that she was telling me that I need to eat but you know outside of that just kind of standard operating procedure you know still working out still doing all kinds of Julian things during the week still coming to work I love I'm how still he, the same I love, guy, how, you know? I love how he's like trying to like he's like I need to get like in shape for this Saturday <laughs> They're, they're, you're the, you're the main person. Like the yeah. ten girls are trying to impress you. I guess not vice versa, right? Like, yeah, I'm just, it's like you're competing with ten other guys. You're planning on wearing a shirt, right? I mean, right, right, right. Okay, I, okay. I, I hope no one takes shirt my shirt off. You know, do you have your suit picked like, out? Uh, not quite yet. You know, I have a couple suits that I've thought about uh, for this moment in my life, if this ever came about. Um, but I'm torn. The suit thing is definitely going to be the last step of, uh, of the show going into it. But it's just such a crazy honor to, to even be nominated. You know, I always say in every you know, movie and, and award show, you know, it's an honor being nominated, ladies and gentlemen. And to be the, the Reno Bachelor, I couldn't be more excited and thrilled to, okay. uh, you know. Yeah. So for, for the people watching the show that know that there is going to be a friend maybe they know that's one of the girls that's going to be on stage, mm -hmm. uh, what are you looking for? in your ideal dates so you're, you're you're you've got these 10 women what are you hoping to find what do you what, what kind of girl are you hoping to that what, what kind of girl are you hoping to kind of end up with at the end of this bachelor uh live on stage on saturday i think you know me pretty well at this point i um we live a pretty active lifestyle you know a lot of traveling a lot of moving parts especially when it comes to nevada sports net and things like that uh, i want someone who understands that type of you know grind that it is to work, but also, you know, has their own life, you know, has their own group of friends, has their own thing going on, uh, and someone who just understands me, maybe a huge movie buff, I think that mm -hmm. that could be pretty fun to bounce off of, uh, someone who appreciates music, um, 
I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to put it all in a box. I, I think that it's uh, very touch and go how I feel, and uh, I'm just hoping to make a, a connection that actually lasts for once. You can, know? I, can I call you out for something? Because the first thing on this I profile... I haven't even asked a question. I'm sorry. This, I, this is I basically just to. me roasting Julian. This is great. Okay, so the first question on there, it says, loves practicing yoga. And immediately I was like, are okay. you kidding me? That's the first thing as a bullet point is that you love practicing yoga. Oh, I went to yoga last night. You did, big, and I'm not going to discuss guy. the circumstances around that. <laughs> but the last time you had gone before last night was what six months ago. No, no, last not time that in true. Reno. Not, not true. Last not time true. in Reno, you went to yoga. No, before I went, I went uh, a little before that. No, I, no. I don't know a time limit for that. I love yoga. I'm very At flexible. You know, more like, than three months. No, no, yes. no, no, not even more than three months. I have a, I have family members who actually own a yoga studio in LA. I think that was the last time I really went like multiple times in a week um, over Christmas break. And you know, we travel so much. You know, I, I definitely need to make it to my mat more. I was very grateful for making it to my mat last night. Angie's class at the studio. Love you. Do great work. Namaste. Om. <laughs> right. We got to wrap this up. We're going to get time for a final segment. Well, how do people get tickets to this? Uh, GrandSierraResort.com, Bachelor Live on stage. Uh, Saturday, it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope everyone can make it out there and follow my journey throughout this whole thing. I'm still, uh, you know, wrapping my head around it, but it should be a lot of fun. Is there like a code that people can get for like yes. 20% off? Use uh, promo code BEN for 20% off okay. uh, for everyone who wants to Bring signs, too. Oh. Like, can we turn this? I want this to turn into like Lawler Event Center. Mm -hmm. Can we get all the PAC fans? You think I'm going to show up? Yeah. Like, I mean, can we get a fat head? Let's get like some signs. Like, let's turn this into like a. Like a, a I don't think we're gonna make good. the GSR yeah. a hornet's nest. Oh, no, I, you know, I've yeah, just good PR, everybody. Congratulations, <laughs> thank you, the Reno thank Bachelor you. Julian Delgadio. Coming up next here on NSN Daily, it's the news we've been finally waiting to hear. Caleb Martin back in the NBA with the Charlotte Hornets. That's next. Good luck. Welcome back to NSN Daily. I want to thank Janelle Siderius for coming on the show and then telling us a little bit about her late husband, Andrew, former Nevada offensive lineman. There's a GoFundMe account out there if you would like to help help that family out. But uh, um, some other good news that we've heard, some good news we've heard in the last couple of days, Caleb Martin is back in the NBA. I love it, man. This is so awesome. He's played so well uh, in the G League uh, with the team in Greensboro. He's been lighting it up every single night. Uh, had a chance to play in the NBA a little bit earlier this year. Now gets to be back with his brother, Cody. Uh, hoping he gets, gets to see the floor. I mean, he deserves yeah. it at this point. And, and what a journey it's already been for these two after leaving Nevada. Uh, if you look at the stats, he deserves to be there. He's averaging, what, 21.3 points a game. He's playing like 37 points or 37 minutes a night, six rebounds, three or four assists per night. So he's distributing the ball. Mm -hmm. He's scoring the basketball. Yep. And uh, there was a, an executive for the Hornets who said, you know what, I think Caleb Martin is one of the best finishers at the rim that we have on the, in the inside the franchise, I mean, from top to bottom. So, so dynamic. Yeah, The two of them, love they're the just fact. unbelievable players and great people. Mm -hmm. They're great people, and it's just awesome to see them have this kind of success uh, after they kind of took a chance and moved out west to Nevada, and, and uh, here's what they've gotten. It's pretty sweet. All right. Well, thank you to the Reno Bachelor for uh, stopping by the show. I think we need another segment with him because I, I kind of feel bad now that I, I kind of – I got so excited to roast him. I think we need to bring him back and let you roast him a little oh, bit. That's, that's fine. We'll, we'll see if we have time later on in the week. I'm sorry, Julian. Oh, we've run out of time. We do have time later on in the week. We'll <laughs> talk with Julian Delgatti over here. You know what? Hey, honestly, I'll ladies, get ready. Love. It's going to be a fun show. I hope to we'll see be. you guys out there. We'll yeah, be there. We'll be there. For Alex, I'm Brian. We'll see you tomorrow.